Welcome back to another episode on today's show. I have UC Santa Barbara women's volleyball player Tasia Farmer, who is originally from Highland, Utah. What inspired you to play volleyball? At what age did you start to think that I can take volleyball serious and take it to the next level? Um, when I was younger, um, my older sister played in high school, and I would just always go to her games with like my mom just as a little girl, and I found one of her teammates um, that was really, really good, and I would always go, obviously, to watch my sisters. Yeah, yeah, facts, yeah. For fun. Um, And so I just kind of started watching one of these players, and I just kind of fell in love with the game, and I just idolized her as a young kid, and I was just like, I want to be like her. And, um, yeah, so I guess she was a big... She doesn't really know it, but... When I was young, she was definitely a big um, factor in wanting to play. Absolutely. So I guess kind of just that. And then I would just play in the backyard with my sister and mm-hmm. just kind of get touches on the ball. And then I kind of decided that this is what I wanted to stick with. Before committing to UC Santa Barbara, uh, did you have the mindset of getting out of Utah, like in high school? Did you always want to be like, man, I want to go to college far away and experience more? Because some people are the complete opposite. Uh, some people just want to be like, oh, I want to play for my hometown. But there's other athletes that be like, oh, I want to get away from my hometown and experience more and move kind of far away. Was that your mindset in high school and one of the reasons why you committed to UC Santa Barbara? Yeah, for sure. I mean, growing up in Utah, it's definitely a beautiful area. I love the mountains, love everything. But I, I think when I was younger, just my dream to always go to somewhere with the beach honestly and so yeah yeah. (laughs) it's like i gotta get out of the cold yeah Um, so i actually didn't really know a ton about santa barbara like as i started my recruiting process but i knew that california was where i did want to end up Mm -hmm. um so yeah i guess it was really honestly just the weather and the beach that brought me okay okay so besides the weather and and the beach what else stood out to you about UC Santa Barbara? What, what's, the, what's one of the main reasons why you committed? Um, yeah, it's a good question. I, so like during my recruiting process, I went on a ton of visits. Mm-hmm. And I am like an extrovert, but I'm also like a homebody at the same time. Like I'm a big family girl. So in a sense, I wanted to be somewhere that was far enough from home, but still close to home. Right. You know? And so, um, yeah, I guess just on my visits, I was kind of just trying to picture myself with, because um, I attended a lot of uh, the camps that I was, um, with the schools I was talking to. And so a big thing to me was just my connections with the players that I would be with. And that was really big for me because a lot of the camp- different camps that I was attending for different colleges, I didn't really love. Uh-huh. Uh, the players a ton and when I came here I like immediately felt welcomed and I felt like they were girls that I could for sure see myself like meshing personalities with and the coaching staff was also a huge thing because I like to have fun but I also like to be serious when I need to be serious right absolutely yeah so the coaching staff here I felt was like a perfect balance to where they had a coach that was serious and strict and like kept us on our toes but then they also had um a couple assistants where 
they knew how to like have a sense of humor and right, actually right. and accept us for players on and off the court and just as people in general. And so I think probably I would say the coaching staff was one of the biggest things for me, for sure, which is the personalities of them and kind of their goals of the program fell in line with my values and my goals as a player. Um, so, yeah. That's, that's pretty much what's me. Th- that's great. And, you know, that's the toughest part on the sign uh, what college you want to go to. I think uh, the most important aspect going into that decision is can the coaches relate to you as a person? Because um, it's more than just about volleyball. And uh, you want your coaches to be genuine with you and be honest with you up front. Like, what's, right. the, what's the vision that you have for me? Don't, you know, sugarcoat anything because you want me to come there. I want you right. to give me the real. If you see me coming off the bench... Uh, no matter what sport I'm playing, you need to say that and uh, talk about what what you have in mind and envision for me uh, within a program, how, how I can impact the program on and off the court as well. I think uh, the more the more genuine a coach is, the more uh, the more of a connection you're going to get with your players. So I just, I just think that was great for you to share that. I'm going to say that that was also another big thing for me. It's like, I don't... How do I say this? I don't love coaches, I guess, that I wouldn't say soft, but kind of like baby their players. Like, I'd much, like, as a player personally, I'd much rather have a coach, like, yell at me, scream at me, rather than, like, oh, all right, you got it, you got it. Like, just like phrases like that. I think that one of the biggest things here at this school, too, was that. Just like you said, like they're very, they were just very genuine and open and where they saw me fitting in with the program rather than like putting me in a broad like group, I guess. Um, and that doesn't go to say that that's how other colleges were, but I think that's one thing that really stood out to me is that I also was really looking for coaches that I could have a relationship with off the court. Mm-hmm. The one that I'd want to have a relationship with after college was super huge. Um, and so, yeah, just like you said, I think that that fell perfectly in line with what I was looking for, and it still holds true. So I'm grateful that I chose here. For right. Sure. And, and then another question about, you know, your coaching staff. I think what makes up a piggyback off of what you just said when you go to the practices, when you're getting recruited and stuff, and you're on your official visit, whatever the case may be, you can tell if a coach is coaching everybody, meaning that he, the coach is coaching a star player just as the same way uh, is coaching, you know, the player doesn't get in. Some, some players um, go through tough situations because they're not getting coached, not getting taught, and they feel distant from the team, and they don't feel as connected or a part of the program as they should, because I have seen it firsthand. Um, I experienced that with, um, you know, coaches only coaching, coaching certain players, and they're not coaching everybody, not coaching the bench players, none of the players that get in, and that's a problem because you want everybody to stay connected. Um, does your coach do that? I mean, I'm sure your coach does that, but have yeah. you do, do you see that in practice when, you know, even if you're not playing um, – I mean, you, you probably played all, all three years, but even if you're not playing, the players that are not playing, are they still coaching this? Are the coaches still coaching them sure. the same as like to, to where if you was if you was getting coached? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, that definitely is um, one big thing that's kind of harped on here is 
my coach likes to call it depth on our team, mm-hmm. which I really appreciate because, I mean, it's corny, but it's true. You're only as strong as your weakest player. Um, and I think that that definitely, definitely holds a lot of truth here because without saying names, <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> so, um, so we just had a coach, a coaching change. Yeah. My head coach retired. Um, and our associate head coach just got promoted to head coach. Okay. I had a very good relationship with my retired head coach, personally. Right. Um, I mean, there's always players that have their different thoughts and opinions, but I think that one big thing that our associate head coach, who is now our head coach, always talked about was at any point in a match, we should be able to put anybody on our bench or anyone from the court on the court and we should be able to deliver the same result no matter what mm-hmm. and so I think that practices are built around like that um idea I guess and so to me that's huge because I feel like as one of the upperclassmen now and one of the leaders of our team that I can rely on any single person on our team to give what I'm looking for and I they can rely on me to do the same and I think it's because we've built um we've built that foundation within our program and I don't feel like I see it often in other programs at least that I've been around that I know well and so that right. was definitely a huge thing that stood out to me was that everyone it's equal across the board for sure mm-hmm. like the matter if you're the star player no matter if you're a walk-on whatever the case may be it's it's very very big here and it's very very apparent seeing us like interact from coach to player or player to player or whatever right and it's, yeah that's great and it sets the tone for for the rest of the season well that's great Absolutely. thank you that thank you for sharing that but now going into your your fifth year uh, what do you want to accomplish from from a team standpoint this this upcoming year? Um, the past couple seasons, we have been so close. Like we have taken second in our conference mm-hmm. the past two seasons. Who's who's first uh, in the Big West? Hawaii. Oh, uh, Hawaii's like that. Yeah, yeah, Hawaii's good. Damn, so y'all y'all finished second in the conference two years in a row. Yeah, two seasons. Oh, I, it's always like a big. It's always a good match. Yeah. Like our when we go play there or they come to our place, it's always our highest attended match. Every right. Year. It, it always goes five sets. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. It's okay. and it's always back and forth. Like last season, we were one one with them, but because of like points and all this other stuff, uh, we took second. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different. Yeah, there's a lot of different things to go into, but. This season, I think that because of our change that we had with all due respect to my previous head coach, she was great. She accomplished a lot in her years here. But I think with this change that we just had, I strongly believe it's a really, really good and positive change for us. So I think that moving forward with our new um, staff and our freshmen coming in and everything else, we should and will win our conference this year. Okay, so that's what you want to do, win your conference. So do you have to win your conference to get an NCAA tournament bid? Or are you in that yeah, situation? This, this, yeah, this yeah. Um, past 
um, year, we just got declared a Big West tournament. So we've our conference has never had a tournament for our for our league. Really? You know, Why? Never had a conference tournament. I don't know. Oh. We've never had a conference tournament. So this past year, we just barely got one. So this will be our first year um, with a conference tournament. So oh, I don't really wow. know what the format's going to be or how, like, a lot of details about how that's going to go. But, yes, first in conference we'll get a bid, and then I think somehow the tournament and however they decide that format will work out. Okay. Will also contribute. But to. that's crazy, though, because I've seen teams that I beat uh, – I beat a certain team like twice throughout the season, but that that team that just got beaten throughout the regular season, they end up beating them in the conference championship game, and then they right. get the NCAA bid, and they that yeah. team that beat them during the regular season, talking all that talk, you know what I'm saying yeah. about a regular season game, they out the tournament, right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I don't get how y'all yeah, could. I'm excited. It's gonna be it's gonna be huge. It's gonna be huge for our conference, especially just because of, like how many of us are always like neck to neck. Yeah. It's- this will be big. Yeah, y'all can't have a regular season game beside that. You know what I'm saying? So that no, absolutely not. So that's that's they gonna won't. be that's gonna be great for y'all. Y'all gonna y'all yeah. gonna, y'all gonna get I'm it excited. done. You've seen a lot of success throughout your career so far uh, during your first three years on and off the court. You know, get playing time right away as a freshman. In 2021, you were selected to be uh, on a all academic team, and you're a Big West All Conference honorable mention as well uh, in 2022. What led what led to that though? Was it your work ethic, your time management, your leadership style? Uh, what went into all this, all the accolades? Uh, to, let's step away from the team standpoint and just talk about your accolades real quick. How were you able to accomplish that and be such a savant, not only on the court but off the court as well? Um, that's a good question. Honestly, it started. It really honestly started when I first started playing. When I first, so I didn't get onto my very first club team until 15th year. So I started kind of late compared to most. Um, And my 15th year, I was on the B team. And I was like, all right, I gotta, something's gotta change. Like, this isn't gonna get me where I needed to go and Mm -hmm. where this wasn't in line, this wasn't in line with my goals. And so, I don't know. I just started putting in way more hours than everyone else. And by my 16th year, um, I made the top team. And I made the top team my 16th year. And then 17th and 18th, I played 18s twice in a row. And all the credit can go to my club coach. My club coach was the same as my high school coach. And I was literally in the gym with him morning to night, every single day for high school and club. Um, and so I think I kind of just built off of that and just kind of having a chip on my shoulder, not being great at first and not being where I wanted to be. Uh-huh. And I chose to follow a path where I knew I was going to find success and kind of just watch the older girls around me and what they did and took bits and pieces of what was working for them and what I knew could work for me. Um, so, yeah, I think I could definitely say my work ethic, but also, as you mentioned, time management, mm-hmm. I think is very, very important. It was really, really hard at first to adjust. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for me, Coming too. In, yeah. yeah, it was really stressful. And so I think really just getting yourself into a daily routine is 
huge and just and honestly like to the point where you're figuring out when you're eating figuring out if, if you're napping when you're napping like setting aside time for homework setting time mm-hmm. for social life I think just finding a good balance to where it meets your personal needs and makes you happy and feel satisfied as both a player and just a regular human being was huge for me mm-hmm. um my freshman and kind of into my sophomore year I struggled and I was having a hard time like mentally yeah. Um, it was kind of seeping into like my schoolwork. Yeah. Um, it was really rough. So once I was able to like pin that down and get that all figured out, where I was able to find more success, little little by little. And another thing that was really important to me was rewarding myself and absolutely like actually recognizing the good and not always pinpointing what I was doing bad was big for me too because I'm very very I'm my hardest critic. Just like everybody else. Yeah, that's but good. For me, like I was bad. I was really bad, and mm-hmm. I was really, really hard on myself. And I just, I don't know. I think my it was my end of my sophomore season. I just took a second, took a second, sorry, to just self reflect and be like, this is where I was. This is where I started. Right. This is who I am. Like I needed to tell myself that I am a lot more capable than what I think, and I've done a lot of good. Um. So, yeah, that was huge. Self-reflection is important. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, when you were, when you were coming up and you started getting all these offers, because you talk about your work ethic and how that increased and increased your hunger and when wanting to, like, you know, you know, when you have that self-reflection, you want to, you know, to prove to yourself that you do belong and on, on a big stage like that. Um, did at any time throughout the process, did you – did you feel like you were doubted from from your peers? It doesn't matter. It it do, it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Let me make this clear. It doesn't matter. You know, you shouldn't you should never listen to what other people have to say about you. But it also can trigger your hunger and your passion and and your work ethic. It can also increase that. And that's the only good thing about that. So did that happen to you when you were younger? Yeah, it definitely did. I think maybe not necessarily like I don't know. I wouldn't really say, like, doubted, but a lot of people, like, how I mentioned earlier, how my high school coach and club coach yeah. um, also my co- was my coach for both of those. A lot of people would kind of talk about, like, oh, like, just because so-and-so is her coach, like, she gets whatever she wants, she does this, she does that, like, he'll never take her out of the game because he's coached her, blah, blah, blah. So I wouldn't really say it was necessarily being doubted but I think that people a lot of people around me thought that I was just given everything yeah see me too Um, me too yeah yeah like they don't see what goes on when the lights are off right no one's watching so I think that that's kind of what got to me because I always felt like I had to prove okay that's not really good Either. Not necessarily prove something, but prove something in a way. Yeah, I understand um, where you're coming from. Yeah. So I guess I guess yeah, I felt doubted, but it's more just people felt like I was entitled and All right, right. given everything, which was far from true. Like especially like even completely outside of sports, like my so my mom is Samoan and my dad is black. Uh-huh. And like I'm sure you know, like, how, especially African-American culture is, like, some of are, like, we're very, very Mm family-oriented, and my mom is the last person, and my dad, to give me 
whatever I ask for. Yeah, like, facts. I'm like, hey, mom, can I have 20 bucks? She's like, no, but you can do this and this and this for 20 bucks. <laughs> right. Oh, God. Right. That's a true black household. Right. 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 And I have nine siblings, and so I'm the third oldest. Everyone's oh, younger. Yeah, so I was, like, forced to grow up and mature early. Right. And so I'm very, very grateful for my parents for it because I was taught to be very independent and responsible at an early age, and so that obviously translated into sports and academics and just little things that, like, people don't see. They just see the results and the outcomes. Um, so they just try to, like, assume and whatever. And honestly, that doesn't matter to me, but yeah. I definitely think, yeah. That was a great, kind of good. No, no, you're yeah. good. That, that was a great response because I, I just wanted, like I said, it's it's not about like actually listening to what other people got to say. It's actually like taking taking that as using that as motivation and fuel to to, to do better and not not to prove them wrong, like you said, but to also just increase your, um, you know, your capability of you know doing stuff, you know, on and off the court. You know what I'm saying? I feel like too is it wasn't until I got which not to like to my own horn but just in answer to your question it wasn't until i got like recognized at like a higher level that i started getting credit yeah for like the work i put in outside of what people saw and so i also think that that really was like a pick me up for me like a confidence booster because i was like all right like screw all them like now they finally see like i did i wasn't just given what i got on the golden platter Right. I went through the same thing in high school. Like, I used to play every minute, and it was like, Mark, you played every minute. Uh, like, yeah. like, that don't mean everything was given to me, though. Like, I worked, exactly. to, I worked to get in that role. It wasn't like, I still get right. taken out for every small mistake. Like, yeah, same, same. It don't matter if I have, I remember I had like, I don't know, like 25 points. I was shooting the ball real well. But, my man just drove right by me on the baseline for basketball. He drove right by me. My coach took me out. He sent me for the rest of the right. game. So right. now he's like, like, dude, exactly. I, I have a short lease too. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like, and then I remember one time I, I didn't have, I have, I had like a D or something in, in class. And my coach said, if you, if you had any D's or F's, you're not going to play the next game. Sure enough, I had a D and I didn't play the first half. Right. Yeah. So, so I mean, you guys, you guys saying that everything is given to me. Like, dude, I'm, I'm getting treated just as, just as you know, the same as you. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But they just, yeah. they just choose to see what they want to see. Right. Honestly, right. That's not my problem. <laughs> exactly. Is that I'm my own person. That's you. You got to work right. on that. I have nothing right. to do with that. <laughs> All right. That's so uh, but switching topics a little bit. We now live um, to 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 go off of what we was talking about. Um, if you take if you take everything that we just said the wrong way, it can trigger mental health problems. Um, right. And we now live in a time where more athletes are coming out and talking about mental health, which is great, and uh, and speaking up about it. Uh, what is your perspective on mental health in general? Yeah, it just goes back to like what I was talking about earlier about when I was fifteen. Like I struggled really bad; it was really hard. But then it even started. It restarted my freshman year. Yeah. I was a cry baby like I was so sensitive I and it it literally felt like I was like in high school again like I was like okay like I feel like I've already gone through this why is it yeah. coming back right right but it's been year was really really hard and um yeah I was really sensitive towards everything I felt like I on my end I felt like I was doing everything right and I wasn't getting what I wanted 
Um, so I was having a really, really hard time. Like in matches, I was so quick to down, like go into a downward spiral mm-hmm. within like the first like 10 points. And it was very, very visible. And like, I'm, yeah. I'm naturally very loud and like outgoing social butterfly. So yeah. the second that I got into that mental state, everybody knew. Yeah, like, right, right. I was a completely different person. Like, totally not, totally not myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that definitely started my freshman year. And I started talking to a therapist. Nice. Just not even just on the team. Was it was, was it connected with the university? Oh, during, okay. Yeah, during university. Nice. Uh, and it was honestly just for me to get out my thoughts. Like, it, it wasn't really that I needed their advice. It was just I needed to talk to someone that didn't, like, know any of these people. Like, you know, like, I didn't want right. to... How do I say this? I didn't want to share my thoughts and things I was going through with someone that knew the connections that I felt like I couldn't fully trust. Yeah, right, right. So I turned to a therapist. And obviously, I would, like, talk to, like, my parents every day, obviously. Right, that's, that's the so, most important thing. Right. Yeah, I would always um, talk to, like, my mom every single day. My mom was a huge, huge help and um, rock for me, for sure. But I also felt like I needed to talk to someone, I guess, that I could be with physically mm-hmm. here. Um, so yeah, I had a therapist my freshman year um, because I was struggling in school. I was frustrated with volleyball. And so, yeah, I did that for about five months maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I slowly started getting out of it little by little. And now I'm just really not phased anymore. Like I nice. am very... You grew out of it you um, no, attacked it, looked at it in I, the I face. Struggled for a good chunk of time, for sure. Okay. And I, and it, the thing is, to me, is like, it's very normal. And it yeah. happens right. to right. a lot of people. And I don't think that it's hard to see people that, like, are embarrassed or feel, like, ashamed when it happens. Uh-huh. Because I do my best. Like, the second I see a red flag, or if, even if I just think it's a red flag and it's not, like, I'm the first person to be like, hey, like, are you all right? Like, do you need anything? Yeah, because I right. know exactly how it feels. And it's right. important to me that the people that I'm with mm-hmm. 40 hours a week or, like, my close friends on, like, that aren't on the team, it's important to me that they feel like they have that safe space because I knew when I needed it, I didn't really have one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's another thing that's with my team that's really, really big is that I can go to anyone on my team. Right. No matter what the case or the scenario may be, like, I feel very comfortable talking to everybody and knowing that I'm going to have that support and I'm going to have that level of comfort with someone that they can provide. Right, talk about some real stuff, right. Right. Because you can't talk to everybody, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so knowing that you can talk to your teammates, that's great. Um, One more question I get you off on here. What, um... Since this is your last year, uh, you've been through all the ups and downs at UC Santa Barbara. What legacy do you want to leave behind? Mm. Yeah, um, what did you think on this one? <laughs> I know. This is good. Um, honestly, this is so corny. Nah, go ahead. There's nothing, there's nothing corny you can say. 
I just think it's to have fun with the game. Like, I think as much as you should take it serious, which you should definitely take it serious, (laughs) to still have fun and just tread lightly with it, because I feel like so many people get caught up in, like, Mm -hmm. thinking that you have to be this or be that or whatever the case may be or win this award. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, like, you can still be an amazing player and leave behind a lot and not get a single award. Right. And so I think just leaving behind what you want to leave behind, whether it's as a person, as a player, like, mm-hmm. whatever it is, and have fun doing it is really, really important to me because I feel like I play the best when I'm having fun. Right. As so, you should. Yeah, and so I think just learning to find your love for the game again and finding that connection with your teammates or your friends or whatever that's going to bring out the best version of you um, is something that I... Like, I just want to be known for the person that was always having fun, that always had all this energy, that was super loud, doing whatever I wanted to do, and I was still able to find success at the same time. Right, right, absolutely. Damn, yeah. that was a great response. Way to end the episode. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate you. You gave... Of course. Thank you for having me. Thank you for giving me an insight on your journey. Um, I'm just blessed to have you on here. Okay, yeah. make sure, everybody, make sure to support the UC Santa Barbara women's volleyball team this year. And like I said, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. I'll stay in touch with you, absolutely. And, and uh, looking forward to seeing what you Pleasure. do this year, all right? Thank you so much.